0: Episode 182, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 14, The Man Behind the S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place.
2: Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben Avery. No, wait, I'm not. (laughs) Hi, this is Samantha. Um, And uh, with me today, I have... Agent Stu?
0: In the UPA?
3: And me. I am actually here. Uh, (laughs) Samantha took me very literally when I explained to her how to do the opening of the show. (laughs) But... I, I I can't fault you for not following instructions, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's so yeah, how you guys doing? <laughs> you have... Good. How yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about. Um, I'm ready to talk about the man behind the shield, and about that title, about the episode. I mean that title. Did not mean what I thought it was going to mean.
0: No, I thought it was going to mean something else.
3: But it ended up meaning something really interesting that I can't wait to talk about.
0: Right. Okay. So,
3: but before we do, we've got just a couple news items to talk about. Is that right?
0: Just a just a couple of news items. All right. Um, are you ready for them?
3: I'm ready. Let's do yes. it. Playing the sounder. Okay. Here it comes sounder is playing now.
0: Shield intelligence report.
3: Okay. All Sound right. sounder's been played. Stuart. Let's hear it.
0: All right, Ben and Samantha, where do you want to go with next? We got four news items.
3: Let's go? Let's start with the first one.
0: Start with the first one. Okay, Cloak and Dagger is going to be shooting in Louisiana, right around Mardi Gras. So yay, beads, people are happy. There's not much to that. If you're in Louisiana, check it out. Maybe you can uh, send us a set report.
3: Okay. okay, and they've also cast the parents.
0: Yes, they've cast some of the some of the people in it that I still don't know who they are.
3: Right. But but they're in the show.
0: I, they're in the show. Uh, Runaways has cast a whole bunch of people. And if you are like Samantha and I and maybe Ben, you know, some Buffy people. Spike is going to be in the Runaways. James Marsters, I'm sorry, is going to be in Runaways. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, as well as a bunch of other people from other shows. Yeah, the
3: article that I read, that was the last name. Right. Like, I <laughs> you want to talk about burying the lead. I thought, OK, wait a minute. These other the people. Yeah, I've heard of the things that they're in. But wait, 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 him? He's yeah. he's in this, too.
0: At uh, least he's not trying to play a 17 year old vampire again.
3: <laughs> no, he's a bit old for that
2: now. He's yeah, I think he's well into his
3: 40s.
0: I know that's that, <laughs> he was into his 40s when he was on Buffy. And he's right. still into
3: his 40s because he's a vampire. Right.
0: Real life vampire. Yeah. Uh, the Inhumans, or I'm sorry, Project Next <laughs> is going to be shooting in uh, Hawaii, Los Angeles, and Chicago. So they're starting very, very soon. I think it's the 3rd of March is what I read.
3: Yeah. And so, going, going in through June with that. Okay. And can I just say you need to explain now why you said uh project next because people may not understand what what that was. But that's their their uh working title. And it's a secret. Like to trick people so they don't know that they're working on in humans, right? <laughs> like isn't that what the whole idea is for not calling it in humans? <laughs> but-
0: Right. Let's announce it on the internet because no one yeah. no one reads that.
3: <laughs> yeah, like the the Han Solo movie is it had a working title of uh Red Cup.
2: Red Cup. Yeah.
3: <laughs> which great. That's funny. That's nice. But come on. <laughs> like that's where Blue Harvest comes from. Is that was right. I can't remember which movie they were shooting. If that was Empire Strikes Back. That was the
2: first one. Or, was it the first one? Or no no no. I think maybe it was Empire.
3: But it was, it was you know, they were using that title and that's for, for one of the Star Wars movies. No, it,
0: it was the first one because none of the people in England wanted to work on a movie named Star Wars. <laughs> so they had to name it something else.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just that kind of, OK, that's great. I guess they're following a tradition or something. But at the same time, I'm <laughs> just thinking now people know and you revealed it. Anyway, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Th- shooting in Hawaii, that says to me. They're looking for exotic locations that might double mm-hmm. for something that's not Chicago, you know, or Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, also makes me think of Lost. But Oh. Yeah.
0: Or Jurassic and, Park. And Jurassic Park. That was what I was thinking of.
2: Or Fifty First Dates. Was
0: not thinking of that. <laughs> sort of
2: well, yeah.
3: Sample. Fifty First Dates was not the. 12th thing I thought of it it was not the 50th thing I thought of but
2: well I watched it the other day so (laughs) speaking of first
0: dates you could take your date uh, to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at California Adventure in Los Angeles just saying opening day is in May Um, so if you are a Disney aficionado Daniel you will probably want to have some sort of report on this. So if you're a Disney person, send us a set report or a ride report.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, is this a redress of space mountain or is this something new?
0: No, it's, uh, they took out, they didn't take out uh twilight zone tower of terror. They just redressed it. So oh, it's okay. the tower of terror bones, but with guardians of the galaxy, um, Skin clothes Dressings. on it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to me that we don't really know a whole lot about it. What the story is, Um, but something about rocket escaping. So we'll see how that goes.
3: I wonder if they end up falling.
2: I think that's going to happen. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay. I
2: thought, I thought it's rocket escaping from the collector's collection. Something like that.
0: Animus. I don't know.
3: And then he falls.
2: And then yes. And then falling
0: happens.
3: Falling will indeed happen.
0: <laughs> will indeed happen.
3: All right, that's it for news, right?
0: That's it for news. Okay. All right.
3: That's all the news that's fit to print, but or not, talk about it on a podcast. or or link to in a blog post. Speaking there of, you if you want to find the links to this stuff, you can go to welcomelevel dot com slash man behind the shield. Yeah, I, I'm not doing any kind of secret title. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You can also go to welcomelevel7.com slash. Uh, I can't even think of a dumb secret title. I can't think of anything worse than project next. So, yeah. Okay.
0: We should name it project next. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah i don't know how many people use the direct link anyway it's just that's what we use for facebook and we can count how many people come to it through that link versus oh. how many people in general come to it but then i don't count so it's it's not like i'm using the these things uh, that's yeah that's the peek behind the curtain let's get out of this curtain and move on to the episode how's that sound move on to a shield let's do it mission report all right. So the title is the man behind the shield. And just to tell you what I was expecting, um, I was expecting this to be something about Coulson as the man behind shield the organization. I was expecting him to use his hand shield and be behind that shield. I was hoping and wondering if maybe Mace would pick up a shield. Somehow or another, it's not happening anytime soon, from what I can tell. But I can hope. I could. I could wonder. But okay. I did not expect the metaphorical shielding that Ivanov brings up, and it's an interesting mm-hmm. concept that he that he's bringing up here. So that's what I was not expecting, and I was pleasantly surprised by that. Uh I was also surprised by something else with this episode, but I'll tell you at the end if you haven't figured it out by the time we get there.
0: All right. What was Ben's All big right. surprise? Now
3: that's burying the lead.
0: Hmm.
3: No, that's 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 uh teasing. Teasing teasing the lead. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. The James Marsters I don't know how you say his name. Is that how you say his name? Marsters. Marsters, yes. okay. That news. See, they could have been teasing it. They could have said Runaways cast have been casted and one of them is a Buffy alumni. And then that's the last thing you read because you want to get through the whole thing to find out who's the Buffy alumni. But instead they don't even mention it. It's just like, yeah, which we didn't talk about, but they're all parents of the Runaways. Yeah. Which is interesting. The the Runaways concept is a very interesting concept. We will have to do something about it sometime, Mm -hmm. but not right now. No, right now we're going to talk about Phil and Quake. Phil and Daisy. Colson and Sky. Sky. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're fighting each Dead other. Yeah. And daughter.
2: Yeah, you know. Oh man.
3: It's been a while, but yeah.
2: That Dead strike daughter. to her nose. I Okay, so in Idaho <laughs> last week, there was a very very tall guy. I cannot do this, but there's a very tall guy who he went to do a roll and he hit his knee on his nose during the roll and it made his eyes water. So when I saw this episode and Daisy got hit in the nose, I'm like, why isn't she crying? Because that's, that's an involuntary reaction to being hit in the nose like that.
3: I'm thinking, why are they fighting so hard? Like this is, (laughs) this is rough stuff. And then it's not real, which was kind of cool. Um, Yeah, so basically, our pre-title sequence, the cold open, has uh, Colson and and, uh, Daisy fighting, and they're in the virtual world. And it was designed as a training exercise kind of thing. And this whole thing is basically there to remind us, hey, do you remember earlier in the season, like way back in the season, and Fitz was working on this? Yeah, don't forget, because he was working on this way earlier and I totally forgot. Like, even as they're talking, you know, about Ada creating this world and may is trapped in this world and all this stuff. And I'm sure some other podcast out there has talked about it many, many times, but I don't listen to shield podcasts anymore. And so I did not even think about it until the episode said, Hey, Ben, remember this because it happened (laughs) And I said, oh, episode, you're right. Wow. Thank you. And the episode said, no problem. That's just doing my job. And I said, you're doing your job well.
0: So all of that thing just happened when you reminded me just right now that 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 happened because I don't remember that at all.
3: (laughs) So the episode said to me, hey, Ben, remember. And then meanwhile, I'm saying to you, hey, Stuart, remember. Right. Um, Right. Yeah.
0: And now we're saying to the audience, hey, audience, if you have not – If you haven't
3: remembered already, know, yeah.
2: <laughs> Don't forget. Yeah. yeah but Fitz has a version of the framework.
3: Right. And and so he's kind of blaming himself that he created this beginning step and, and that Radcliffe and Ada have built on that to create something that is holding May in. And he's feeling mm-hmm. bad about it. We're going to get to how he's feeling bad about it. But yeah. anyway, they also have locked in on Mace's suit or, and they find this stalker wall and with all the like lines of yarn <laughs> <laughs> and it's all connected on the wall right there. And that's bad news mm-hmm. for Colson. Um, and I want us to remember when we come back to Ben's big surprise, the yarn on the wall. Okay. The yarn on the wall. And honestly, the surprise is probably not as big as anyone. Uh, <laughs> it's not as big as the word big might imply. Let's, let's put it, let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> so it's not a, it's not a Tom Hanks movie. Got it.
3: No, it is not, not a Tom Hanks movie. Um, not at all. There will be no playing chopsticks Chopsticks on a a a keyboard that's on the floor and hopping around. Yeah. No, none of that will be happen, but what will happen is I'll reveal what I was surprised by in this episode. Okay. Uh, so act one, uh, we got a bunch of Russians and they're up to no good and they're making trouble in the neighborhood. Got one little fight. Mom got scared.
4: I'm (laughs) going to
3: stop right there. Um, Radcliffe is in the framework. The Russians want to speak to him. Ada wakes him up and he's just really annoyed. How many times have I told you, you know, like don't, don't wake me up when I'm in here. But apparently he's spending time with, uh, is it Aggie? I can't remember her name from last episode. Agnes, Agnes, Agnes. That's the impression I'm getting. Is he's spending time with Agnes? I'm assuming he's not spending time with May, but he, uh, the the Russians ha- have their plan that they want to do and they need Radcliffe and Radcliffe says Ada can speak for me and they are not interested in Ada speaking for him. Then we find out that this uh, Colson doesn't have Facebook <laughs> and, and he doesn't want Facebook because of things like this and everyone else who's watching this episode, us – viewers are thinking to ourselves, wait a minute. You know, if these Russian guys have figured this all out, is there not like an ally? Like, you know, a Tony Stark, maybe who's seen pictures of Colson? It's, it's, it's gotta happen soon, guys. It's, that's all I'm saying. And so as they're looking for clues on things on the wall, they find that there is one thing on the wall. That's actually connected to Ivanov. And it's a Russian mine that Ivanov has purchased. And it's something that Colson is familiar with. And then we get a title screen that says, Some Time Ago. This is back when Colson was level four. May was level three. And Colson has been sent on a mission. And May has been sent or has volunteered to help him on the mission. And the mission is to find a 084. Which... We haven't talked about it in a long, long time, but that's the official shield designation for a weird thing,
2: <laughs> or in this episode, a MacGuffin.
3: Yeah, yeah, but, but it's, it's but they use the MacGuffin in a very interesting way uh, that I really appreciated, honestly. When yes, we, when we get to that point, um, when Coulson and and Ivanov talk about the the zero eight four, um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting conversation. But they're setting up all of the stuff here, basically. Yeah.
2: Um, I want to talk about Radcliffe. Um, I forget. Either he said it or Ada said it. Um, but someone, one of the two says that being pulled suddenly from the framework can sh- shred someone's mind. Okay, now that I think about it, it was Ada that said it. Um, yeah. And so I think this will become a very important thing later on. Like I'm thinking next no. next episode that it could With put men. someone's life at risk, right? You cannot just pu- suddenly pull someone. You have to do like the old school thing of you have to properly shut things down in the in the software before you can pull the hardware apart. I guess you can say.
3: Yeah, it's like it's like unplugging a uh, external drive, right? You know, without properly ejecting it, right? You might lose some data.
2: Right, that's probably where they got the idea for that. So I'm thinking next episode, that's going to put someone's life at risk.
0: Guys, I'm trying very hard not to make Star Trek uh, holodeck and data <laughs> and Moriarty references right now. So just, I need a pat on the head. Got one. Thank you very much. Good job.
3: <laughs> what a great concept, though. But we're not, going there. We're yeah. not going there. there. Well, My- yeah, okay. We're all going to just dance around that Moriarty <laughs> episodes of Star Trek Next Generation and not actually go there. But listener, if you know what we're talking about, then you can dance right around it with us. There you go. Yeah. Uh
0: so my my question is, was this before or after um Coulson had been asked what he know, what he thinks shield stands for? What do you remember, mean? Remember the so so like when they asked uh Ward what shield stood oh. for. So oh this, this
2: is, is
3: this is way, way before. before.
2: That. This is way this is way before the cavalry became uh May's oh, thing. Yeah. Way That's, before.
3: He's it's he's level four. Man-years. I'm I'm curious if this is even like before Iron Man.
2: Oh, I'm sure it's before you know, Iron mean, Man. I mean this is
3: this is a long, long time ago. And yeah, I
2: mean we're talking like maybe 20 years ago possibly up to 15 20 before, years ago
0: Is it before that scene in
3: uh Ant-Man? I don't know cuz he's not there. He's not
0: there. Yeah. Um
3: hmm. but he's I, I yeah, I think this is pre Iron Man and post Ant-Man. Okay. I mean that's that's just which means what well, Ant Man was what, eighty I don't even remember something eighty six or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But
2: Well, I can say this. It's long enough for a human body to decompose so you only have a skeleton.
3: Yeah. 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 But that thing that thing was cleaned up nicely. I think that they did that on purpose. I think that they found the bodies and, you know, cleaned up the skeleton. Make it a nice presentable skeleton. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. But like I said, this is basically the Act One is is setting up the pieces so we know what we're getting into. We're going to get some flashback stuff, and we're going to have the team looking for clues while uh, the Russians are dealing with Mace. Mhm. Yes. So that brings us to Act Two. Act Two has Mace in a cell, chained up. He escapes really easily because they want him to. And the superior wants to fight. And he also apparently wants to clean floors because he very quickly cleans the floor with Mace. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: he, he is. It's like
2: me taking on a black belt. That's what it looked like. <laughs> no,
3: it was bad stuff. It was bad. And and so he's not impressed with Mace and does later on in this act. He confronts Mace and talks to him and they have a lot of back and forth conversation. Uh, He cuts Mace a little bit and reveals that the plan is, you know, Mace says they're coming for me and that's the plan. They want shield to come for him. The superior doesn't know he's being played. And we'll get to that. But the plan is for shield to come to Mace and the superior is being used by someone else to bring shield to mace anyway the team is heading to russia to a mine and may and colson were sent there to find the 084 we go back to the flashback we have a mission they break in there's lots of banter and then back in the present day in that mine where they had broken into the safe to get the 084 they find a skeleton with a phone in its mouth And the skeletons belong to men that Coulson had killed. Now, that's a very vague note we're going to leave on from Act 2. But apparently, Superior places blame on Coulson for these men's death. Yeah, so that's Act 2. Let's see here. We've got... uh, We've got Mac. And did Simmons – no, later on is when Simmons has the conversation with Fitz, but Mac is trying to um, – <laughs> he he helps place blame on Fitz, basically saying, you know, this year would have been a lot better without that whole killer robot thing and the virtual world thing. And that, you're kind of part of that. The line between scientists and, and mad scientists is paper thin, which – I don't know if I agree with that, but no. for the purposes of sci-fi television, sure. There, there, may, there might be truth to that in a world where mad scientists actually exist. Uh, although some of the news from uh, North Korea about their space program might suggest <laughs> that they might have some mad scientists over there. But yeah. this
0: that whole thing with um with Mac basically laying into turbo into uh, Fitz didn't feel like what Mac would say like that Mm. felt a little bit out of character I mean I guess they had to put those words into his mouth but it didn't it didn't feel in character with him
3: I felt like a lot of Mac's dialogue in this episode was there for him to make references to movies yeah (laughs) honestly I
2: I, I felt like um, between this episode and the last episode that a lot of the dialogue for Mac has been slightly out of character or slightly heightened, I guess, you would think. Where he's in such a heightened emotional state that he can't he he's not behaving as he normally would. hmm So it could be. Yeah, so I'm not so basically I'm not liking Mac right now, but I'm willing to forgive him. Yeah. So uh
3: so are you Liking May and Coulson or Molson or, uh, we see the origin of sunglasses.
2: Yeah. That was awesome.
3: That was, that was Um, cute, I guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, um, in a previous episode, they joked about Coulson's poker face. And I think this conversation here about, how he has so many tells I think that I think that's the genesis of this running joke between the two of them and we're just now learning about this running joke yeah because yeah. <laughs> that explains that whole conversation that was really confusing us
3: that's right yeah I forgot about the confusion <laughs> yeah huh yeah I, I feel like all of the flashback stuff is setting up us accepting them you know mm-hmm. we haven't seen right. them we've seen them have a, have a strong friendship but the beginning of their friendship was based on flirting and
2: you the know, awkwardness of agent training
3: yeah well yeah. there's a lot of awkwardness going on but a lot of it has to do with hey you know they're dancing around you know should we or should we not have a workplace romance? And yeah. Right. They they fortunately they don't dive too much into some of the prequel itis that I just don't like, where it's like, well, let's explain every little thing, or let's, you know, the origin of the sunglasses, that's fun. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they could have gotten a lot worse, like I don't even know why she could
0: have handed him a pair of aviator sunglasses. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like <laughs> where you don't have to explain where every single little thing comes from and, and they don't yeah. there, but they are trying to explain where this romance came from. And even though, even though, you know, the, this episode aired on Valentine's day, I just wasn't feeling mm. the romance. I just wasn't.
2: Mm. Mm-mm. I can kind of see what they were trying to go for that there was some interest in the beginning of their relationship. Um, but they, but Colson and may kind of set that aside because she got married and then she went through the whole um, trauma of, Bahrain. Oh, I can never remember that place. Bahrain. Bahrain. She went through the whole trauma of Bahrain and she's been coming out of it. And I think, Colson in just the past few episodes or the past few weeks in their universe is just now fl- feeling comfortable enough to start flirting with her again
3: yeah so. I, I, I guess so
2: yeah I, I think that's what they're trying to do
3: I, I'm still not feeling it myself but you know as Daniel said many many times I just I'm not romantic I'm not a I'm not a romantic and <laughs> uh, he's wrong I mean But uh, but in this case, I'm not I'm not a romantic and I I just yeah, I
2: I would still be happier if they just stayed friends because like I said, I'm still identifying them as the Mal and Zoe of this show. But as again, I have to stop thinking that this is not Firefly. uh, This is this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's completely
3: different. Yeah.
0: Well, and she's, uh, at least in the flashbacks, she's presented as the hot girl, and he's presented as the nerd. And I'm sorry, but that combination doesn't work, even in the Marvel Universe.
3: Except, what's good about that is he has grown. And you can see in Iron Man, he is not nearly the nerd that he was in no. this episode. And now he is even more. Not the I shouldn't say the nerd because he's he is confident now. Yeah. And he has, you know, when we say nerd, we're, we're definitely playing into the stereotypes there. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely a different guy now yeah. than he was then. And he's right. He's, he's learned his job. He is more confident. Uh, he's gone from level four to level you know, whatever he was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, it's nice to see growth. It's nice to see development. I don't want to spend too much time with this young, young Colson though. Right. Then we also have some back and forth with another couple. And that is Ivanov and Ada. Now (laughs) I'm not shipping them, (laughs) uh, but they are, (laughs) they, they're working together. And it seems like the superior is the guy who's kind of running the show, but we're going to find out he's not really. Um, And we we get a really important line here, and that is that he says even filth has a purpose, Mm -hmm. Um, which we'll come back to. But he's saying it about really saying about Ada, Uh, and he's also not too happy with Mace and Mace is not looking good. He is looking just horrible, horrible. Now the dude's ripped the guy, man, he's a strong man, but they are doing everything they can to make him look really weak and and sickly. And then they beat him up a little bit and cut him and uh, and more more is coming. Um, but this is where Ada is observing all the stuff that's going on here and we have some feedback that'll be coming, uh, talking about Ada and the connections between the Ada arc and the Ultron arc. But just jumping to that here, I don't think Ada is going that direction. I think she might be developing a soul and maybe developing a conscience.
0: A soul?
3: A soul. soul?
0: Mm. I,
3: I think she's developing... A conscience. I think she's feeling bad about what they are doing to Mace. Now, I don't know what yeah. she's going to do with that, but that's an impression I'm getting. The way they were filming her scenes, where she's looking at Mace or peeking in at him as they're beating him up and that kind of thing, it's not like she's looking at him and saying, "What is this wet that's coming out of my eyeballs?" You know, or anything like that. <laughs> but she is observing and trying to figure out why are these men behaving in this way.
2: I, I do agree with that. I, I felt the same way that she, she does feel sorry for Mace and that he, because she has worked with him before somewhat. And so she is familiar mm. with him and his character. And are you, are you saying
0: that she's grown accustomed to his presence?
2: Yes.
3: Are you saying <laughs> she's grown accustomed to his Mace?
2: <laughs> Aww.
3: Aww. I've grown Aww. accustomed That's... to your smile i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna sing my fair lady either although i could i played i played um the father in my fair lady
4: oh yeah
3: in college yeah yeah it was good i got to sing i'm getting married in the morning (laughs) ding dong the bells are gonna chime okay
2: OK. <laughs> Beyond
3: that, though.
2: <laughs> wow. I've learned something new today.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, act three, Coulson okay. and the Superior have a phone conversation, which is, you know, par for the course when you have a villain and a hero who are up against each other. They need to have some sort of confrontation. I wondered if it was going to stop there. They have more than just this phone conversation. Then, uh, Fitz and Simmons realized that the framework is everywhere and using all computers in the world, just the same way that SETI, uh, used computers for processing power. Um, I don't know. Did you guys ever do that with your computers? Hook it up. Not link, to link my knowledge. It up, link it up with SETI? <laughs> no, you, <laughs> I, you opted in, you know, it wasn't, it was basically when your computer, instead of going to sleep, uh, I believe this is how it worked, um, when your computer wasn't doing anything, it would lend its processing power over the internet uh, to SETI as it's you know doing different calculations and stuff like that as it searched for intelligent life.
2: I'm sure one of my brothers may have done that before.
3: I didn't do it, but my friend's computer that I borrowed at a conference when I was doing some video work, um, every time it would go to sleep instead of going to sleep or running a uh screensaver it would move to this graph where you could see how much processing power is being used by seti and it was kind of cool hmm. it was cool cool, cool. Um, but anyway the framework is everywhere it's you know it's going to be very hard for them to find it and it's it's such a big program that it's using all computers that are connected and then in the flashback we see Coulson try to stall as the russians come to investigate the, the break in and while he's stalling, May leaves with the item and leaves Colson behind. So there it is. Did
0: we, did we find out what that item was in this scene?
3: No, no. No. And mm-hmm. that's an important point later on. Yes. The, OK.
0: Yeah. I the reason I was asking is I just wanted to make sure I if I missed it or not. I don't know. No, no, no.
3: You didn't. Uh, OK, you, you might have missed the conversation point later on where they talk about what it was, but you didn't miss what okay. it was. They never mentioned it. Okay. Um, what they do mention here is that in this phone call with the superior, these men were interrogated, tortured and eventually killed to cover up whatever it was that Colson was doing. Uh, when they when they were going after the 084. And that is why the Superior blames Coulson for their death.
0: That is a very bad way to incentivize your employees. Just saying, if you screw up, you should not be put
2: to death. Just saying. Right.
3: It does yeah, lead to high, high turnover you? rates, yes.
2: That is yeah. also very stereotypical of a evil mastermind in a movie, though. Because they yeah. they made a they made a Bond reference earlier in the episode, so they're just being very blatant that the superior is a Bond villain.
3: Well, he and didn't more. He didn't do that though. I don't think he did that. <laughs> I think that the Russian government did that to cover up. Apparently, whatever Colson went after, it was. I think they were making a show of torturing and interrogating these these guys, um, or. They tortured and interrogated them to find out what it was that Colson took or something like that. But I, I get the impression that these guys were tortured and interrogated. And I think maybe even the superior escaped. And, mm. you know, he mm. he would have been uh, part of that, but because he was there with them. This is his unit, basically. And all right. Yeah. So here's the question. Is the superior working as a villain for you?
2: No, no, no. He's uh, he's, he's, he's very boring as a as a villain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. In a show where we've had very
0: good villains, I mean, maybe not superior villains, <laughs> but wow. but at least good villains. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not. He's not. I mean, mm. I, hate, I hesitate to even say this, but give me some give me some Hydra Ward going on right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he's just. It, I've seen this kind of villain in everything else,
4: mm-hmm.
2: even in Bond movies. I mean, can we? It's like you know, can we come up with something a little bit more interesting? You know,
3: something well, a
2: little different.
3: Yeah, because this is the episode where we find out it's not just an idea an ideology that has him wanting to get Coulson. When we had that tag scene where this guy says anywhere that there is something strange or something weird or whatever, uh, this guy is here. And that seemed like a very interesting uh, motivation to me is, you know, we want to protect the world from the strange and unusual. Let's take down this guy. But now it's changed. So, yes, it's still true, but also he killed my friends. Right. And that's where he's he's becoming less interesting to me. Now, later on, when we find out what Ada is up to, he's more interesting to me because he's a pawn. <laughs> you know, he is a pawn and they are using him. They are playing him and he doesn't even know it. Uh, he is not superior, but. The other thing that bothers me about it is we have if not the entire Marvel universe to play with they have to have had at least some sort of D-level character that they could have pulled out and this superior guy could have been a Marvel character. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying it would have been nice if he would have been a Marvel character. Instead of a a made up character for this.
0: And if he if if some listener comes back and says that the, he was supposed to be a marvel character because of xyz that should have been more um apparent
3: That's yeah it. yeah well the same with last week's character um whatever his name was that the 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 boom guy um there were people who had you know these kind of fan theories of he's actually this he's actually nitro i think we might have talked about that a little bit but there's right. nothing. There's nothing in the show, other than he has a similar power set to Nitro,
2: right? You and know, to
3: MCU a character, yeah. to MCU a character is to make it more of a realistic version of the character to to function in a you know live action world that they've created. To the MCU a character is not to change the name, change the backstory, change like everything, and have a similar power set at least keep the name. Like if you're MCU in the character and you can do all that, but keep the name, you know? And so I don't feel like he was Nitro unless someone connected to the show would actually say, yeah, he was Nitro. And then we'd have to accept them at their word. Um, okay. But the, well, the, the, the superior he was here, just
2: inspired by Nitro, but not strictly Nitro. Yeah. Somebody I mean,
3: else. But, but inspired by doesn't mean he is, you know, he's not the MCU right. Nitro. He's a character similar to Nitro that, yeah. So anyway.
2: Yeah. Like how many speed shooters do we have in the MCU? Right. Or just the Marvel universe. I mean, there's, I don't know how many, but yeah, I mean, is it is possible for more than one character to have the same power set. Yeah.
3: Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so act four, they have followed the clues to a submarine cave thing. Like all Bond villains have Fitz is having his existential crisis about creating things that get used for evil. And Simmons pulls him out because they're a couple and that's what you do. You help each other out. Uh, Mace is beaten Mm -hmm. up by Russians and Ada observes him being beaten up by the Russians. The team arrives. Yeah. Yeah. The team arrives and makes an entrance and then they spread out to search. The superior confronts Coulson, we flash back to May rescuing Coulson. She wasn't going to leave him there. And then we come back to Coulson and the superior and Coulson is done playing games. He's he says, you've wasted all this time, all this energy, expended all this money. And I don't even know who you are. You're just another red shirt trying to stop me from saving the world. And on cue, Quake arrives and we cut to commercial.
0: <laughs> now once he says that the character works for me again because i realize that he's not like supposed to be a villain he's just nothing he's just a thing to step over to get to the end
3: he is there yes he is just there to be there he has a motivation for his own story but his the way he fits into colson's story and into the agents of shield story is that he's nobody he is not it's It's not that he is a nothing it's just colson doesn't remember him and mm-hmm. it's not that it's not important that those guys died but colson didn't kill them and he doesn't remember even what the 084 was that he was mm-hmm. stealing when those men died and it's it's it brings up some interesting thoughts some interesting things to talk about uh this is also where we get the the um some uh, an, an expansion of the conversation that i think it was that um we didn't talk about the the conversation that mace and the superior had where the superior is basically upset that mace was doing drugs and <laughs> getting superpowers by by getting you know this injection or whatever but he talks about how colson hides behind things He is, he always hides behind a shield and it might be Stark and might be something else or it might be shield itself. And then when Colson comes and confronts him, he says, oh, humor, that's, that's your last line of defense. (laughs) You know, you're, you're using humor as a shield and there's some truth there. There's some truth. Uh, It's not the full truth. Just some. uh so yeah that's and and we don't even know yet that the superior is one of radcliffe and ada's pawns in in this situation uh that's coming still but for for here yeah i i think it's really interesting how colson's just plainly and matter-factly of i don't even remember who you are
0: what's What's interesting to me about that is it it kind of flies in the face of the, the adage that you're given as a storyteller, you know, nothing is wasteful, make everything matter on screen, you know, make everything important. And here this guy is who we've thought is important for the last five or six episodes is literally not important at all. You know?
2: Oh, so he's the other MacGuffin in this story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Yeah,
0: exactly.
3: It is a little sad, but it works for me. It works. The only, yeah. the only problem here is at this point in time, I, I put in my notes, very big, no stakes. They're mm-hmm. just everything up until this point. I mean, I know they're they're trying to find May and trying to rescue her, but they're just walking right through this. And the superior is not superior. And it turns out there's a reason. So at least there's a reason. And yeah, I, I can accept that, you know, that the superior is not a worthy villain, but he's not meant to be a worthy villain, both for the storytellers and for the story.
0: And, is this is act six when
3: quake kicks the ever living act five. Yeah. Act five quake versus superior. He's ready to fight Uh, an inhuman kind of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She lays him down. It's fun. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. And then he has that really lovely metaphor about, um, does the butcher ever ask the animal if it's okay to slaughter them? And she says, have you ever read animal farm? Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Yeah, oh, I love that bit.
3: <laughs> um Okay, so in Act five we have the fight. Fitzsimmons find a computer and they're looking for clues about the framework and everything that uh, that May is in. Uh, Mac finds Mace, rescues him. He's in bad shape. Colson finds Mac, rescues him, and they rescue Mace. The submarine is leaving because Ada is escaping. The team regroups. And it's all odd. It's all a little weird. And I felt like there was some things happening here that just felt strange. I thought they were in the framework. I honestly Mm -hmm. thought that was what we were going to end up with. And instead, we end up with Fitz and Simmons realizing that Mac and Mace and Coulson and Daisy are all LMDs they have been replaced by LMDs
2: I thought that they were all in the framework for a couple minutes too that w- I mean because they said that there was something wrong with the time frame and all of a sudden it w- it went when they first stormed this compound it was daytime and then by the time they leave, it's full dark.
3: Yeah, yeah. And so Simmons is the one who's putting this all together. The timetable doesn't work. There's lost time. But then also um, LMD alarms have been triggered. And and where? Well, they look at the photo and we see that four of the team are LMDs now.
2: Right. And if um, you recall that Radcliffe, had put flaws into his framework. So it makes it more believable. Yeah. So it is possible that, um, he put in the flaw of there's an LMD Colson who went in and wiped out, uh, the LMD alarm. So, I mean, it is possible that next episode we find out that, no, that they're actually all in the framework.
3: It's possible. I don't think that's where they're going, but if they do go there, They've set it up here for sure but to
2: go from full daytime, like clear, like early afternoon to nighttime. It's that's still weird to me. It's Russia. It's yeah, it's Russia, but so
3: everything Russia. is wait, wait everything's Russian. Uh, 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 I'm a uh, I'm a dad. I, I'm supposed to tell dad jokes every once in a while. Right? Good job, uh, Ben. Thanks. Good
0: job. Here's your pat uh, on the head
3: sorry <laughs> this this is the episode of ben apologizing to everyone <laughs> yeah i i made you wait for it and that's what you were waiting for i'm so sorry <laughs> anyway you were saying the time the sunset some sun, sunrise sunset um <laughs> Have I completely derailed everything? Is that the problem? No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay, let's go. But yeah, I mean it is strange <laughs> to go from yeah, I, I know that when you're farther up up north that um, you know, the days are shorter, but still you can tell a difference that between oh high noon and I mean, I think even well, in Alaska there are points where you do get like 2 hours of daylight, but or something 4 hours of daylight, yeah. something like that at certain times of the year, but um it's just e- even at that point it still looks like you're pretty close to sunset in those regions.
3: I didn't even notice anything with the with the time of day and everything. For me what was weird was they all come together and it's just hey, we did it. Yeah. Well, well Time to go. She escaped. Yeah. And they just were all acting kind of off or the way that they filmed it was just a little bit off. And now I realize, OK, they're acting kind of off because they aren't them.
2: And right. and it makes
3: sense. But at the time, I don't know why I wasn't thinking that they were replaced. Like the one thing that actually makes sense is that, you know, they've been replaced. But my mind didn't go there. Instead, my mind went to how did they get in the framework? Is that what they're, what's happening here? No. Oh no, they're they're not in the framework. They're they're heading back home. And
2: yeah, hmm. and they also mentioned tanks of gas. I don't remember seeing any tanks or seeing. I could be wrong, or seeing gas, being released. Yeah. So I mean, there's still it's still something off for me.
0: To for me it was. As soon as they came into it, I was like, Oh, this is Princess Leia's line, they let us get away. It was too easy. That's what that is to me. Uh, to my to my hearing. Um, right. yes, I just talked about Star Wars and not Star Trek. Hey, What's you, wrong it's with okay. it? you can like it's both. Okay. It's okay. Uh,
2: it's okay. okay. I hate it when people say you can't like both. That just really annoys me. That's huh?
3: so weird that they say that. I know. It just doesn't uh. make sense to me. It's never made no. sense to me.
2: No. No, It's like you can only like Star Wars or Star Trek, but you can't like back to the future at all. No, that's that's wrong anyways, that's I mean, not true either. I know um, <laughs> it's 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 all good, people. It's all good. So, Love it all but yeah, here's it here's
3: was, okay, go ahead, Stuart.
0: It was too easy. That's what I'm saying. It's like
3: agree oh, just done right. yep. that's how I was feeling. but it's here's too
2: easy. We're all being missed by all the gunfights.
3: Yeah. well, no, they really were hit, but but here's the question.
2: Yeah.
3: How did they catch them?
4: When did they catch them?
3: And I, I'm assuming we'll find that out. But it's just that's where I'm like, OK, it makes sense what they're doing. But at the same time, I'm wondering to myself, so how does this timeline work? And, and what does it mean? You know, when did things happen? Uh, when were they built even? And yeah, so it's right. it's all just kind of we will know more later. I'm sure that they will answer these questions that I'm asking. That's not a knock against things, but the other thing, oh, go ahead.
2: All these questions keep making me think, are we going to see them that they all fell into the framework in the next episode? Because that's a question that we still haven't answered. I think, um, Simmons did say something about it's strange because we were out of contact with Coulson and, and Mac for a while, and then we were out of uh-huh. contact with, with Daisy for a while. Um, but then, but as soon still, as she
3: says it, they we they don't see that action, come. right?
2: Yeah, we we don't see that action at all. We don't see any gas released, uh, and and we don't see any indication that the sun is setting. So. Yeah, it's, it's all still very weird and disconnected for me. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense yet. And I'm hoping next episode it does make more sense.
3: Yeah, I mean, they spent the most most of the time that they spent here was with Simmons and Fitz figuring it out and then letting us absorb the, the consequences of this twist, but not giving us the practicality of how the twist works and so i'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that it will work but uh the other yeah the other thing that happens here is ada calls back one of the superior's lines now the superior has just a ton of rock dropped on him and (laughs) he's alive he's not dead but he's probably mostly dead and (laughs) He's, Which
0: means he's still alive. It's true. The only it's thing true. He do is raid his pockets for loose change
3: right <laughs> right. But she then brings back the line,, uh, even filth has a purpose about him. And mm-hmm. so we kind of, you know, and then after that is when we find out about the twist, the superior was there to bring shield. He used mace to bring shield but Ada used him to use mace to bring shield and shield (laughs) comes because Ada and Radcliffe had this planned all along. I Mm. think so. I think that this was their plan all along because if it's not their plan, why did they build the LMDs?
0: I feel like, I feel like Radcliffe is no longer, Planning anything, Radcliffe's lost on the internet. He's looking at his <laughs> Facebook, MySpace, My Palace page, and he's not dealing with anything anymore.
2: Yeah, that is possible. i totally Agree.
3: It is possible it's that possible. Ada is running all of this.
2: But then again, then, in the beginning of the episode, he said that Ada is his proxy. Yes. So and he also mentions he could still be playing.
3: Yes, because he also mentions that the purpose for having an autonomous system is to let it run, right? And that's what he has created here is this autonomous system. Ada is his proxy; she is doing all the things that he wants her to do and needs her to do in order to do what he wants to do, and doesn't want to deal with the Russians, but does want to spend time, like you said. On Facebook, stalking his ex. In this case, <laughs> or in
2: his case, rekindling things with his ex. Yeah, yeah.
3: And, well, and and you know he's not f- on Facebook. He's also you know she's dead too. I mean that's.
0: <laughs> well, he's in he's in Second Life, and he's dealing with that <laughs> using yeah. his Oculus Rift. Yes.
2: Uh, or he or she is River Song in the library systems. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's that only the beginning of her story.
3: Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But,
0: yeah, so I, I the thing that the, the line that made me think that he's given up all agency in that is you get to do what you're doing so that I can do what I want to do. And then he puts his helmet back on and he goes back into the holodeck.
3: <laughs> so he definitely is wanting to spend his time and escape. I either escape from our world or escape to that world where she is, Ag- Agnes. Agnes, where Agnes is. He wants to be with Agnes. And then he has this other plan that I think I think the stuff that, that Ada is doing right now is stuff that he had planned a long, long time ago when they first got May. That was being planned, I think. and And May just happened to be the first one to show up. Uh, to to what extent don't know i don't know his end game here this is another one of those we got a villain who's doing stuff we don't know the stakes we don't know the end game we don't know what he's looking for or wants to do all we know is he's doing it and it's bad
0: a villainous villain who is doing villainy
3: yes oh
2: you know what Okay, so the superior is actually a pawn for Ada. Right. Ada is proxy for Radcliffe. Yes. But Radcliffe is a pawn
0: for the Darkhold. Ooh. Ooh. And the Darkhold is inside Ada's head.
2: Right. So... so the snake yeah, but, is eating its own who, tail. But who's controlling the Darkhold? Because that's also a tool. The, no, the Darkhold...
3: Is Isn't a tool unto itself. To I don't know. We don't know much about the dark hold still. We're yeah. still learning about it. I mean, they've said, they've said a lot of things about the dark hold, but it's stuff that's being told to us and not shown to us as of, mm-hmm. as of now still. Right. Uh, the tag scene is we go back to the back, the, the flashback and we find out may ask for the mission. And then we find out she's getting ready to date a guy who's a doctor, a psychologist. They always ask questions and he says, let me know if it goes horribly wrong. Here's hoping, but
2: if it doesn't work out, we can talk it out over a drink.
3: What they don't know is that it doesn't work out. He turns into an inhuman murders people (laughs) and then has to be put down.
2: Right. Sadly.
3: I mean, it's, it's, it gets messy. It does go horribly wrong. (laughs) Is what I'm saying. Then we cut to, okay, I was confused at first, but I believe we now cut to Colson LMD waking up May LMD, mm-hmm. and then talking about how we've we've wasted too much time, or something like that.
2: Right, and, which is a callback to an earlier line in the episode.
3: I but think Colson LMD and May LMD are they going to end up having a romance? Oh, please. Because we go from <laughs> that flashback specifically to that, and they have the memories of the person.
2: Right. So it's possible.
3: Let me say this.
2: If
0: Coulson LMD and May LMD have an LMD romance, that is the only way I am happy with Coulson and May having a romance.
2: <laughs> there you go. Yay. When-
0: So that gives everybody the that gives the shippers the ability to ship, and it gives the normal people, sorry (laughs) shippers, send your hate mail to the non
2: shippers. -shippers. We still
3: haven't gotten any hate hate mail for you. Um, It's got (sighs) to come sometime.
0: Maybe, hopefully soon. Yeah, Um, I'll I'll create a fake account and send myself hate mail. (laughs) Um, No, but it gives the normal people the ability to be like, this is just this is fine. We're done with
3: that. I mean, first of all, your own, you know, what is it? It's not confirmation bias. That's not the word I'm looking for. But um, where you just assume that the people who agree with you are the normal ones and <laughs> the people who disagree with you are. I I, I don't know. I, I, I would be very curious to find out, like, what is the percentage of people who are like me who don't want to see them together? And people who actually do want to see them together. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about that. But it reminds me of the whole Spider-Man clone thing where, long, you know, what 20 years ago now, they wanted to get Spider-Man back to his roots. But he had been married to a supermodel for a very, very long time. And at that point in time, he had been actually married to Mary Jane longer than he was not married as far as publication history goes. And they wanted to get back to the early days of Spider-Man where he was the lovable loser. But a lovable loser is not a guy who is, you know, has a best-selling book of photographs uh, and is married to a supermodel who is rich. You know, that's not lovable loser. So the way that they decided to get around this was to create a clone of Peter Parker who is waking up in the current day. And they would have two Peter Parkers, one who remembers nothing about being married to Mary Jane because he never was. He was cloned before that happened, and he would then live a life of the lovable loser, and the other one being Peter Parker, who would stay married to Mary Jane. And so they would have both and I was of you know, the, the, the opinion that that's a good thing. That's a good idea. I liked married Peter Parker because that's the Peter Parker I bought comics about. But I also liked high school Peter Parker because, you know, when I was a kid, I liked him. This is the same kind of thing where you have the clone versions, the LMD versions of May and Coulson realizing, hey, we've wasted too much time. Let's get together. And then you have the real Coulson and the real May who are saying, well, we have to think about these other things that are in our lives right now. And I I like the idea. I think you're right, Stuart. It's the best of both worlds. Let's see what happens with it, though.
0: I would be very, very happy if they put LMD Colson and May Colson. No, May LMD. Maybot. Maybot Colsonbot and Maybot into the framework and put that framework on a disk and put that, you know, let it run on its own. And they can fly away in a subtle craft.
3: <laughs> As we dance around the Moriarty episodes of Star Trek Next Generation.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
3: So here's my final thoughts on this episode. You guys may have more, but my final thoughts, my big surprise with this episode was I was completely nonplussed by this episode. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm using that word in the right way because I've heard it might be have been used in the wrong way but this this episode this episode didn't impress me much um it just didn't i was watching it and there was interesting things happening but it wasn't a great episode and what i realized was this is a line episode this is a yarn on the wall episode this episode is to take us from point a to point b because we need to get from point a to point B. And so you have some dialogue from Mac that's meant to push fits emotionally, but doesn't fit, doesn't ring true with, with Mac. And you have these things happening and you have the superior in there. He is there to get us from point a to point B. Ada is literally using the superior to get from point a to point B. And so the episode works for what it is, but I was not very excited by this episode. The twist was interesting again, but I feel like we're, we're, I don't know how long this, this, you know, the LMDs are even going to last. Are they going to be one episode or, or what? I, I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know what the end game is. I want to know where are we headed? I at least want to know where the characters want to head And I just don't get that. The only thing I know is that Coulson wants to find May. We don't even know why May is still being kept by them. What is Radcliffe want to do? And that's my end rant. But Ben's big surprise, the surprise to me, maybe not a surprise about me to anyone else, but um, was as I when I got to the end of the episode, I just felt like, oh, it's okay. It's an episode. But it wasn't wasn't great.
0: You, you, I'm going to quote Daniel here. You weren't tense. I wasn't no, tense. Yeah. yeah. There was no tension in this episode. You don't get any, you don't get villainous things. You just kind of get people being. And it's not, it, it didn't, there wasn't anything there. You're right. It is a yarn episode. It's from point A to point B. It's the middle and the, it's the dash in between. Which is not the best part of you know, I want it to be more. I want it to progress the story, not just travel the story.
3: But you know what that does? I mean, here here's the thing. the you need the yarn from point A to point B. and if it takes you there, that's great. It did. It's taking us there, and it's building and hopefully taking you to when you get to point B it's satisfactory. It's satisfying. This is not a satisfying episode because it's not meant to give us satisfaction. It's meant to take us along the line.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Well, there is
2: a, there is a, a bright spot for the Fitzsimmons shippers or, 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 more specifically just for myself. Um, <laughs> I come <laughs> I complained earlier that, um, that, that, You know, the stereotype when you put two two characters together on a show is you do everything. As soon as they get together, you do, as a writer, you do everything you can to pull them apart. And, you know, we've passed the point where they could have been pulled apart. And instead of they just grew together as a stronger couple. And here in this episode, you saw them supporting each other and strengthening each each other, which I I found to be very heartening.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when the characters get together, they become less interesting. Right. When they're not having that game of cat and mouse, will they, won't they get together. Here, I do think Fitz and Simmons have become more interesting partially because they have become part of each other's arcs. They have helped each other and supported each other. And it's it's nice to see a healthy relationship. That's, I know. You know, that's not threatened by, I don't know, all the things they've they've been threatened by. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: By, you know, by a third wheel. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So. All right. Well, unless you have other things to mention, um, do you have other things to mention? Nope. I'm good. All right. Then I think it's time for us to play the sounder and play some feedback. What do you think?
0: All right. Feedback. Feedback feedback here it comes shield intelligence report
3: all right we have a little bit more feedback than we have in the last few episodes so we're just going to hop right to it and we're going to start with well we've got three possible things to start with we can do voicemails we can do written emails or we can do the special highlight where should we go
0: Hmm. let's save the highlight for last okay yeah
3: all right Voicemail or written mails? Emails. We don't get real mail. Come on. Nobody (laughs) does that. What kind of person writes a letter and puts it in the post (laughs) to a podcast?
0: Oh, Oh,
3: wait. Uh, I'm just saying, if you're listening to the podcast, you're probably going to send an email.
0: Right. Right.
3: Unless it's stuff you should know or stuff you missed in history class when they're always bragging about the postcards and boxes that they get.
2: Oh, you listen to that, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love
3: that one. Actually, that's not true, though. I did get a box. Someone sent me the novelization of Howard the Duck. A (laughs) welcome to level seven listener did that. It was very much appreciated. We talked about it then. I'm talking about it now. Um, That was pretty cool.
0: Cool. I can imagine that being cool. You want to do some voicemails, Ben?
3: Let's do it. I'm going to play the first voicemail right now.
5: Hello, agents. This is Agent John Wilkerson. Uh, on my way to work and I thought I would comment on Hot Potato and your comments on Hot Potato. Uh, sorry I'm running a little bit behind in by watching the shows because, uh, because I am. Because of life, right? And I'm sorry if the quality of this stinks. You know? Uh, like I said it before, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have the funding that they used to have and I'm stuck in this junky car and I don't have... A good headset. Anyway, um, first of all, Radcliffe going through painted brain and finding the codes. I'm sorry, I, I know I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief, but going through a lifetime of memories that quickly, even a year's worth of memories, that quickly. I think it's impossible. Now, granted, we got dark hole technology here that's probably enhancing that and helping it. But still, eh, it's kind of tough. So so what I had to choose to believe was it was dark hole technology that was helping them find that. Because there's no way a person could just watch someone's memories and find those codes that quickly. Our brains store tons of information all the time. Uh, Second. I don't remember who it was, but someone made the comment about uh, the canids and the quads and how maybe they were studying the differences and the similarities in their brains for the LMD program. I think that's spot on, and whichever one of you said that, I know you're a host. You should have gotten the no prize of the day for that because I just think that is brilliant. That's all I have to say. Agent John Wilkerson, out.
3: Well, I I don't know about the the quad's thing. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but I will just say as far as like finding someone's memories in their brain when you're watching their memories, uh I don't have experience with that. I don't think you have experience <laughs> with that, John. So, I mean, seriously, man, you know, you you talk like you're some sort of expert in watching people's memories and it's yeah. <laughs> I had the same thought, though honestly, I like
0: I like a nice bowl of popcorn <laughs> and uh, maybe a beverage of an alcoholic or adult type while I'm watching people's memories. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> all I know is when I was watching it, the the gimme I gave it, actually, the dark hole is a better gimme because the gimme I gave it was just its recent memories. And so it was like stored in a different part of the brain, and they just knew where to go to find recent memories that have to do with hiding things or something. I don't know. Cause you have the light, the language section of your brain and you have short term memory. And, and this would be in the short term memory that's devoted to where you hid things. I, I, that's, that's where I went with it. So.
0: Memories.
3: <laughs> no, don't do that. Please. Oh no. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for and- calling in John.
0: <laughs> and the person who mentioned the um who should who should receive the no prize from John Wilkerson is Miss Samantha. She was talking Yay. about the quads and yeah. and the and the training for the LMDs. Yeah.
2: Yay.
0: So do so. you? Yay.
3: Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <That's>... Thank you. <laughs> but I am not I'm not giving you an actual no prize. Oh. I'm sorry. Let's listen to voicemail number two. Thanks, John, by the way. Can you
2: give me right. a non-no prize?
3: I can give you no-no prize, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, voicemail number two.
1: Greetings, fellow agents. This is uh, Hank Carwell here, and I just finished listening to uh, the podcast episode from last week's episode, and it just happened that it fell where I finished right after watching this week's episode, and I have to tell you, I'm deeply, deeply concerned that we are once more drifting towards Ultron territory with Ada, and I am not thrilled with it, I am like, concerned about it, uh, because we've done that story with, with Ultron, and it just appears to me that Radcliffe has disengaged, that he'd rather play in his virtual world and be involved with in what's going on with the beta and the plan. But uh, if you're seeing from the uh, previews for next week, that he is not on board with, with harm coming to any of the uh, people that uh, are involved. I have to tell you, this is one of the few episodes, two shows that my wife uh, and I enjoy together. Uh, and uh, I... She is not happy either. She is ready for remain to, to wake up and to come back out and do her thing. One bright spot that I have seen that I appreciate is that you've taken all of the physically uh, posing characters of the super-athlete, uh, field agent skills, combat, and hand-to-hand fighting, and powers, and taken them out of the picture and left the brain uh not the rod but the brain bit the tip, to try to uh, rescue the day and that part looks intriguing to me that it's gonna take their uh, their skills to solve the issue and to restore order to to shield and to situation. So that part of the world just don't wanna see another age of Ultron situation here and I hope that it gets resolved. With me as it can, I guess it it's gotta get resolved soon.
3: There's only two episodes left uh, of this pod, so we'll see. All right guys, what do you think? That was
0: I I, I don't think Hank liked the episode very much. <laughs> that's 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 what I
3: think. Here's here's what I think, honestly. The Ultron thing, if that is what happens then I agree with everything you just said, Hank. Yes. But if it doesn't yeah. happen, then I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised.
2: Yes. Yeah, I hope they do something different.
3: So I hope I hope the Man Behind the Shield episode, Hank, I hope that gives you a little more hope that we're not just going into Ultron territory, but, right. but potentially going into a different direction with some of the same kind of questions. So...
2: I'm kind of hoping that um, by the time the LMD arc ends, that Fitz is going to get a hold of the Ada program and the Ada bot and reprogram her to help S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: I think she might reprogram herself to help S.H.I.E.L.D. I really think we're heading in a direction that she's going to help S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. I'm basing this on two looks (laughs) that she gave in this episode. (laughs) And so that's not a lot to base it on, but stu- television is a a visual medium, and those looks were there for a reason. So right,
0: is there um, LMDs? Have there been LMDs who have played uh, been counterparts to their counterparts, who've been their partners to their counterparts? I guess.
3: Yes, I mean that's I mean the way Nick Fury would use them is. He would send them out in place of him. I mean, literally, um, it they were a decoy and they were meant I mean they were meant to be expendable.
2: Hmm. They, Life okay. model decoy.
3: Yeah. I mean It's almost like it's in the title. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. There is some neat stuff going on with Dum Dum Dugan in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm not going to get into that right now because we've got some emails to read. Um, Let's do it. So, who wants to go first? Let's see. The first email is.
2: I will read Jessica's email. Okay. Okay. So, this is from Je- A- Agent Jessica regarding Boom. I know it's been a while since I wrote in, and I'm I'm admittedly very behind on the podcast, but I wanted to write in about this most recent episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and let you know I'm still here. I was really surprised that the watchdogs guy ended up being the Inhuman, but I honestly laughed out loud, in a good way, when it happened. I was not sad at all about Senator Nadir, and I am actually kind of glad she didn't turn into an Inhuman. At least it doesn't appear that she did. The power the watchdog received was really an interesting choice, and the VFX of him reconstituting was really cool. I really enjoyed seeing Daisy in action this episode, including seeing her be more in charge, as well as Fitzsimmons' teamwork this episode. I also have to say that I am really enjoying Mace. I wasn't sure how I feel about how... how to feel about him earlier in the season and kind of went back and forth for a while about whether or not I trusted him. But the more we see of him, the more I like him and I really hope he doesn't end up being the major casualty of the season. I was kind of surprised that Ada was created in the image of an actual person that Radcliffe knows. Finding out his motivation behind it was interesting, even though it was a little creepy. But I still am not really that sympathetic towards him, and I don't think it really justifies what he is doing to May. I don't really know anything that would justify it. I am also really liking Ada's character, and it is interesting to see how she is changing. I get the feeling that she may end up being what brings down Radcliffe because she becomes too human-like. This could come about either... This could come about either by her becoming sympathetic to May or out of jealous jealousy or anger. She seems to be wanting more and more to be human and I think it re- it is really interesting and also something that Radcliffe seems to not be as concerned about as he possibly should be. Well that's about all I have for now especially since I am behind. But keep up the great work agents. Can't wait to catch up on your podcast. Uh, Until next time, Agent Jessica.
3: All right. Yeah, um, I I agree. I think that the whole thing you're talking about with with uh, Ada, we've we've talked about it now a little bit, too, but just the whole idea that maybe she's going to become sympathetic. Maybe she's going to become more human, but not in a murdering murderer who murders kind of way.
0: Right. Well, she did. She did take the necklace. And that sort of signified to me that she, whether for nefarious reasons or for good reasons, is going to take the place of um, the uh, the the ex-wife or the ex-lover.
3: Yeah. Ex-friend.
0: Agnes. Agnes. That was her name. Thank you. <laughs> <I couldn't
3: laughs> remember. All right. Stuart, why don't you take the next two emails? All right. Because they're short. So you can do two of them.
0: Because they're short. Thank you, yeah. sir. Uh, all right, next arc. I so hope it's Mace John Walker's The Watchdogs arc. Please give us yet another cap nod with an emotional Mace moment where his last breath tells Daisy or Colson he found his place on the team. Love the new team, still miss the old hot mess. <laughs> I think that was to us.
3: It was, <laughs> he's not talking about the team. With Daisy and Coulson, he's talking about you guys.
2: Yeah, Aww. yay!
0: Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah, we, appreci- we miss we miss the old hot mess too. So. We miss
0: the old hot mess.
3: I don't miss him because I, <laughs> I, I I'm in contact with the old with him yeah. every day. I don't miss him. I wish he was on the podcast, but I don't miss him because I get to be with him. You guys, don't. you
0: almost you almost said it.
3: I did not say it though. It you, was not that's true. said.
0: Uh, Was not said
3: (laughs) we appreciate
0: you too, Oliver from Winnipeg. All right. Okay. This one is a from agent Jimmy, a AOS bold prediction. I love these ones. Hey guys, bold prediction for the AOS third arc, AOS mutants question mark. (laughs) Might be a little quick, but with the premiere of Legion and the rumor of the Fox MCU fan finally merging with the possible Legion connection, question mark, has, has that been officially ruled out by the MCU? Question mark. Timing could be perfect and the show. Uh, show MCU traditionally jumps right in for it once they commit. Probably wishful thinking, but that's why the predictions bold. It'd be pretty cool to introduce the mutants and set up the inhuman mutant dynamic with the Inhuman series in the works and a possible surprise that Fox Feige finally came to an agreement. Probably wouldn't introduce that news on a TV series, but it's my dream. I'm going to own it.
3: And that's good. Um, dream, on.
2: Dream, dream on. Dream on. Because I think yes. they're still in legal negotiations over all of this, and they're it, it, it's not up to them yet. It's up to the courts. So, mm-hmm.
0: yes. um, yeah. in the comics, Ben, how much of a, a struggle or drama was there between the Inhumans and the Mutants? Because from an outsider looking in, it looks like they're the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of different window dressing.
3: Well, the, the the big difference, especially early on, was that the Inhumans were like a, a whole other grouping of, of people. But they were very, very disconnected with the rest of the world. And so they're kind of living off in their own place in the mountains and then up in the blue area of the moon. They, they didn't want anything to do with us humans and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't like mutants where... You just, anyone could become a mutant at any time, especially teenagers, um, as they're going through basically the metaphorical puberty. Um, mm. and so that was the big difference in the comics. Now there are people talking about how, well, the inhumans are the new mutants, as far as since Marvel can't make movies about mutants, they're going to, rebrand and push the inhumans out there to get more of a a reach with that so that they can have their mutant like characters and yeah i i can't speak to a lot of what he's talking about here partially because i haven't i i don't know where negotiations are and also you know legion i don't that's its own thing i think I don't think Legion is actually tied into the X Men universe. I think mm-hmm. it's just kind of its own thing, in the same way that Gotham is kind of its own thing.
0: Although Brian Singer did executive produce Legion. Okay. Right.
3: All right. Well. So,
0: so I mean, but, it's but That doesn't. That doesn't. I mean, that's that's.
3: I thought I had heard them say. I thought I had heard them say that's not connected to the movie universe. Um. But I haven't seen it yet. I've seen five minutes, the I've seen a preview of the five minutes of Legion, and I liked the five minutes that I thought I that I saw. They were stylistic and interesting and wish that I could have watched more. But I'm just going to wait till it's on Hulu or whatever for Mm -hmm. now from Jeff regarding what a what a twist. Good evening, agents. This show moves at a thousand miles per hour. If you don't watch every week, you're going to get lost. The episode as a whole didn't really grab me until the last five minutes. I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. alternates between episodes I really like and ones that get us to the next great episode. Saying this, I really liked last week, and even if I'm still sore that they killed off Senator Nadir. First, had Fitz's VR framework been previously introduced, or was it just presented in a way so the audience would think he had also been working on it? Uh, Cutting in right here, yes, it had been introduced in the past Back to the email, I enjoyed the fast-paced fight between Daisy and Coulson, even though the Matrix ending was kind of cheesy. Mac raised some interesting points about ethics versus science. Too bad he was being a jerk about it. Mac has a lot more characterization this season since he's become the show's main Metacritic. Phil's trolling of Ivanoff was pretty epic. Ivanoff is boring and generic. Phil's who are you felt very justified because it was a great character beat as well as my own voice showing frustration at the villain. We are Coulson. Coulson is us. I've also been lukewarm about Mace. He was really humanized in this episode. I hope that this ordeal is really going to cement him into the team. The scenes in the past where Level 4 Coulson and Level 3 May were on assignment were pretty great. It was kind of heartbreaking to see May acting so relaxed and having fun. However, are the writers retconning a relationship between the two of them? It seems like it. I'm of the opinion that if Phil Linda becomes a thing, I'll take it on the grounds that May gets to let her hair down for a while. And uh, yeah, uh, cutting in here, yes, they are retconning the relationship, but that's okay, because that's what you do when you are writing and making new stories, as long as it doesn't contradict anything in the old stories. Lastly, back to the email, Fitz and Simmons recapping the raid seemed very confusing at first, but once they got full circle to the LMD alarm, it paid off. This is what I've been waiting for, only bigger. Fitzsimmons versus the world. Maybe Yo-Yo could help bring back the Koenigs. And don't sleep on Joey or potentially Deathlock. I can't wait till next week. I haven't been this taken aback since Ward assassinated Rosalind. Keep up the great work, Jeff. P.S. Anybody out there watch Legion? I don't have cable and I'm interested to hear how it's going. I'm not sure what I'm going to do once Cloak and Dagger and the Runaways get going.
0: Well... That last part first. Runaways is going to be on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, you'll have Runaways. um And isn't Hulu free, or at least free-ish?
3: There are. No. F- I don't know if they are doing free anymore. They were. They aren't. But oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's 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 not bad though. I think it's seven ninety nine a month.
2: But hmm. the free then, stuff that you would have seen anyways, you can go to the individual network websites and you can find that stuff there. Usually. Usually. Yeah.
3: All right. So we have one more thing. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right. This was on Facebook from Agent Steve. Um, And I'm not sharing his last name because he shared this on Facebook, but I don't know, know how much he wants people to know or not know. So anyway, from Agent Steve, he wrote on the Facebook page, so Ada, an intelligent machine, has created a virtual reality program that humans are plugged into, making them think it's the real world. It's called the framework, but it could have been named after its purpose to deceive its original inhabitant. Yeah. After its original inhabitant. The may tricks. Oh,
2: Oh, that and, was good. Yes.
3: And you know what I'm about to drop right now? Here it comes. It. Boom. Drop it.
2: Drop it. Drop it.
3: The new prize winner
4: of
1: the day.
3: All right. Well, that is it then. That is another episode in the books. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Stuart. <laughs> thank you, Samantha, for spending your your time with me. Even as my brain has been causing me to make horrible, horrible jokes and forget your names. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. All right. Thank you.
0: We're all red shirts.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I would like to give you the opportunity to say goodbye before I, I give our final last word here. Stuart, Samantha, you have any last words here?
0: It's awesome being on this show. I enjoy every week of it. Just wanted to say that.
3: All right. And Samantha, before I give us well, our final pep talk.
2: Well, Ben, you got to sing tonight a little bit. And um, I believe Stuart got to sing a little bit, too. He Am did. I wrong?
3: No, you yes, are not wrong. Yes, I sang. You are correct. I was wrong so, for singing.
2: But, <laughs> so I guess it's my turn Good night, sweethearts, but it's time to go. Da-da-da-da-da.
3: All right. (laughs) But just keep in mind, those of you out there who are listening during the daytime, she still appreciates you as well. (laughs) All right. All I have to say is we are not done with this season. Stuart, Samantha, we have more podcasting to do about this season of Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. but I want to encourage you I want to push you and encourage you to push forward even though we may face all sorts of opposition trap doors, sharks with lasers who knows And once again, thanks for listening.
0: Hey, Samantha, let's steal the post credit from Ben. Okay, let's steal it. Okay, so we're going to talk about Legion at the post credit. Got it? Got it. Okay. Now, listeners, just so you know, we are going to talk about Legion. It is the post uh, the first episode we will be spoiling it so if you haven't seen it and are wanting to see it and are going to be afraid of spoilers now is the time to turn stuff off you've been warned
2: okay spoilers
0: spoilers (laughs) what did you think samantha
2: um the first time i watched it i was very confused because i heard you guys talking about it and then I watched it. I'm like, okay, what on earth did I just watch? I know I'm watching something with a guy who has some sort of schizophrenia or multiple personalities or something. I, I just didn't understand it. And then I talked to you guys, and you're like, oh, this is Legion. It's it's um it's Professor X's son. I was like, oh, okay, that makes more much more sense. So I rewatched it, and I absolutely loved it. So yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I I I was less enthused. Um, I liked it because it's a TV show and, you know, it's interesting or whatever. Um, I was reminded of Michelle Jandry a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. If, if you've ever seen any of his movies or music videos, e- Eternal Sunshine at the Spotless Mind is the first one that came to my head. Um, it, it's very much that. Uh, not that that's a bad thing. It's just not my cup of tea. Will I continue watching it? Probably. Hopefully it doesn't bend my mind too much. What about you, Samantha?
2: <laughs> I love cerebral stuff. Anything that has like timelines that are kind of like, chopped up and spliced together, like, for example, sun, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love that stuff, and I easily follow it. I had a hard time following it the first time I watched it through, but once I understood that I'm looking – at the perspective of of someone who has a serious mental illness. I totally understood it, and it made so much more sense to me on the second watch. Well, there you go. So
0: I don't know if we'll steal another post credit from Ben or not. Maybe he'll have time to watch it before. I don't know. But you might see us next week. You might not.
2: Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye.